You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. We had to bring the song back. Wow. What a what a weekend. What a tough Tuesday afternoon. It went from so promising to just gone. Just like that. It was the happiest moment of anticipation in my life. My fan life. And then all of a sudden, the fourth pick comes up in the NHL draft lottery. Who selects there? The Detroit Red Wings. Dead air. Silence. All of a sudden, the hearts of Colin Ward and Reese Dumaney were crushed. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Tough day. Friday night. As we go silent. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like it, it happened, though. We don't win lotteries. We win cups. We don't win lotteries. We win cups, Montreal. 93. They're going to win the draft lottery. The Montreal Canadiens will win the draft lottery. Even though I hope it's Winnipeg. I hope it's Arizona. Yeah. One of those teams. Yeah. Some team that doesn't go to Detroit. Break yeah. our hearts. Some team that uh, is in Toronto. I had a dream that Ottawa took Tim Stutzel at three, a pick above Detroit. That that broke my heart. Not as bad, though. That's what NBC Sports thinks is going to happen. <laughs> NBC Sports doesn't like me. Let's be honest. They don't like me anymore. No one likes me now. They don't like me. Yeah. Tough one. Well, busy show. Another week of uh, of the Owen 60 podcast. Uh, I'm Reese Demaney. That's Colin Ward. Uh, we are not with ourselves. The depressing start with but, the depressing uh, you know, start uh, speech. Um, a lot has gone on, not in the OHL world, but uh, in hockey in general. Uh, draft lottery came to a brutal end the on NHL draft. Friday. Also, the draft lottery simulator that I've been doing every day since, like, November when we were officially out of it. Yeah. It's done now. Yep. It's done. And honestly, most of the days that we did it, we picked fourth. Detroit picked fourth. Yep. It happened. The expected happened. Detroit doesn't win lotteries. They just don't win lotteries. Like, Buffalo can say all they want. I mean, at least they got to pick second in the Eichel draft. Not fourth. Mm-hmm. Tough one. Tough one. More than tough, but uh, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so coming up on today's show, might as well tell you what uh, what we got yep, going on. It's a fun one. This is a fun show. It is a fun show. Yeah, we got, uh, well, we're going to, I don't know, are we going to rant about this, about the system, or... No, everyone knows. I was going to set up a timer and, you know, um, 
you know, we would have been set already. I would have done a two-minute timer. We each would have gotten a minute, and uh, Ooh, we would have okay. cut it down. Set it up. Okay. Set it up. You know what? I need this. So, I need this. I need to vent. Because Twitter doesn't do it justice. It just doesn't. One sec. I got to pop up my Twitter. So um, we're, we're going to start the, off with that, and then uh, then we're going to get into a little London Knights because uh, we have the most imp- <laughs> sorry we have the most imp- thanks man <laughs> we're going streaking <laughs> we have the most improved player in the league this year this is a big one for us luke evangelista yeah that's a big one it's a big one yeah. most improved player in the league he's gonna light it up next year great pick too in the nhl draft this year whenever that is yeah, and then uh, Collins also got a segment that he wants to do. Uh, should Dale Hunter be in the Hockey Hall of Fame as Automatic. the inductees were announced uh, last week? Automatic. A thousand points. I mean, did whatever it took to win. Look what he's developed in London. All the first-round picks. Patrick Kane, John Tavares, Corey Perry, Rick Nash, Mitch Marner, Max Domi. The list goes on. But yeah. Horvat, I mean, he'll be here all day. Yeah. Automatic. Um, Automatic Hall of Famer. The way he's grown the no, but he's the none. No one has gr- grown the game like he has, prospect wise and play wise. Nobody has. Dale Hunter is a definite Hall of Famer. So we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> on. Uh, um, we're gonna give you who we think uh, will go where as we continue yes, our uh, NHL draft. I guess we're gonna try and stay interested, but you know, a little tough, but. Um, just we'll give you who falls. we think will go where within the top eight. Oh, I just realized now decided. we can't pick Lafreniere up at the airport. No, we can't. Dreams crossed. Yep. Um, yeah, and then uh, it is decided. Our final matchup, the championship round of our all-name bracket. I know who's winning this. will be a two-week period because we are not here next week. Well, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, we'll wait. So we'll wait the week after. What if we just do two weeks? Two weeks just combine the them. Yes. Yeah. Or a Double, be- no, best two of three. three series. Yeah. Done. Okay. Beauty, we'll let's that. go. I'm fired up again. We'll do that. We'll do one. So we'll do one Wednesday, like we always do. Then whoever, since w- we're not doing an episode, we'll do one on the weekend. Say Saturday. Do one Saturday, let's and go. then the next Wednesday will be game three if there is a game if necessary. three. Yeah, I should go live on Instagram, do an Instagram story, and say, like, pre, like announce the winner. And that, game one, <laughs> game one. No, whoever won game one. Yeah, okay, I'm down. Or I'll just share the result. That's a lot yeah, easier. We can do that. I mean, it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah, you can uh, you can find the all-name bracket uh, on our story on Instagram at the Owen 60 Podcast. We're also on Twitter at the Owen 60 Podcast. Hit the link in our bio. That is our new website. Uh, it's got... Uh, Still got that article that uh, our very own Joel Vanderland wrote uh, about uh, Brennan Othman, so make sure you give that a read. Uh, yeah. It's gotten a lot of interest from people, so yeah, um, big way. make sure you check that out on our website. Uh, yeah, so the by time. the way, I'd like to, uh, in the words of Steve Eiserman, I knew we were going to pick fourth. Everyone, honestly, the first thing I said yesterday when I texted my body, I said, we're picking fourth. I'm going to text you that, too. We're picking fourth. I don't think you did. Uh, then, I just remember waking up thinking, we're picking fourth today. It's <laughs> a bad idea. Uh, I st- is the timer started? Um, Ready? Yes. You're going to go first. Actually, I'll just do a minute, yeah, and then it'll minute. go off, do and then minute, I'll have my minute. Yeah, do a minute, because I'll be quick. Like, okay. 
Shots fired Ready? here. Hold on. Ready? Three, two. Go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think this whole thing is rigged. I honestly do. Like, I think it was set up. I think Commissioner's in his office thinking, hmm. All right. We have this playoff format. Let's sound smart. Let's feel smart here and have that team win the lottery. I mean, get rid of the tanking, so-called tanking. Detroit picks fourth. I knew Detroit was going to pick fourth. I knew that. We don't, they don't win lotteries. They win cups. Oh, wait, 25 years. That is them. Uh, I mean, give Dylan Larkin captain now. Give him the C. Keep me up. Uh, Art Regner, as you said last night, you had a great tweet about that. Art Regner was right about, I mean, does Drysdale go too? So we still have some hope that we get either Stutzler or uh, Byfield, but I don't know. I think the NHL is ruining Man, it's this. Up. I just think the NHL is ruining this out of the four North American sports teams, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't that I'll let, you, very, I'll let me- you get to that. It's a very mellow rant. I'll, yeah, I know. I didn't want to. Mine's going to be loud. I will let, honestly, I, I didn't want to talk about your stuff because I honestly thought, like, last night, fellow Red Wing fans, hockey fans in general, if you didn't want Detroit to win the draft lottery, they had 30-some-odd points last year. Come on. If we want parity in the league, which commissioner doesn't care about. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. I am excited for this because this is for all you hockey fans out there. Reese, <laughs> shoot it. I guess I'll try and live up to that. Oh, this um, is good. Those, t- If you specially name off like how you tweeted last night, my God, I'm pumped. All right. So, this is how it went down last night. <laughs> I love it. Buffalo drops to eight. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> then you got New Jersey Anaheim. Like, yeah. that's that's pumped for us. Like, the wings, let's go. Yeah, I thought we were going to win it when we saw that, to be honest. And then five comes up. It's Ottawa. Ottawa's pick. Not San Jose's. Ottawa's. So they fell in the distance So that's there. three spots they dropped. Yeah. And then they, sh- then they show Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille. The LA Kings will be guaranteed a top three pick. Well, this well the damn it. Now Detroit doesn't get it. Then he Bill Daly shows the card and <laughs> it's got up? the Wings logo Who? on it. And he looks like he has an egg on his head and it's just whatever. He messed up at the start. So anyways, he did mess up at the start. <laughs> Flipped over the wrong card. Get it together. Brutal. Get it together. I'm going to go over time, but anyways. Go. I went over time. Go. This is the NHL's way. Shut up. This is the (laughs) NHL's way of trying to stay relevant in the United States. What American, besides people who cover the NHL, was watching the draft lottery last night? Crickets. Crickets are playing right now. Maybe the people that were at Donald Trump's rally or something? They're on their way (laughs) home and they're like, oh, something live in sports is going on. Maybe No, NASCAR has a race. NASCAR has a race. NBC sports app on. I don't know. Yeah. But that's NASCAR. Anyways. Basketball schedule, though. The NBA schedule. Yes. So that's I all they care yeah, about. That was more NBA. Baseball returns July 1st. Whether it is in Toronto is? or Dunedin, whatever, for all you Blue Jay fans. You're in Toronto. You got the hotel. Um, true. You have the hotel. About that. Toronto. Baseball would be a great hub city. Hockey. Baseball would be a great hub city. Yeah. For the Jay- <laughs> 
For Toronto. I'm talking Toronto. I'm talking Toronto. That's so not Toronto a- would be a good hub city. Yeah, for baseball. Hockey. Would. Not hockey. Hockey, basketball, no. Bye. But baseball, they got the hotel. Literally, you don't even have to leave. Get on the bus from the airport. That's the only time you're touching a bus until yeah. you leave. Yeah. It's unreal. Okay. So Sorry. I'm just going to wrap it up. It's okay. Oh, I gotta get baseball some- and basketball <laughs> are starting within a month of each other. Or a couple weeks. I'd have to look for sure. The NFL is coming back within the next three, four months. They've already got a plan. They're going to put up, they're not going to have fans right to the field. They're going to put up like covers on the seats and they're going to put ads on it. That's cool. Make a lot of money. Didn't the XFL do that? They should share it with me. Well, that's because they didn't have any fans. NFL, you want to sponsor? um, What's up, Goodell? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, this is hockey's way of staying relevant in the United States. Basketball and baseball are going to destroy them in yeah, ratings. They're going fourth. to destroy them. Are you kidding me? It's the fourth out of the four major sports. It's the fourth, the NHL. The Raptors play the Lakers first when they come back. That's another reason why I think LA got it. They, commi- like, Kamish sees what? the second pick. That's bogus. Okay, whatever. Anyways. The Lakers and Clippers are both good. Anyways, the U.S. likes baseball. They like football. They like basketball. basketball. They like NASCAR for some reason. (laughs) They don't like soccer. Do they, though? I don't know. They might. I mean, I I don't know a lot of soccer fans, to be honest. Me neither. Uh, Detroit, New York, Boston, Philly. What are you listing off? They're all hockey. Like... Probably watch. Oh, it. the cities. Yeah, they, they no, probably. They you probably. Think Philadelphia's will. hockey. Oh yeah. No, they're yeah. Eagles 76ers. Yeah, and Phillies. No one's cared about hockey in Philadelphia but since Bob know. Clark and Ron Hextall and beat the I crap out of everybody. That's hard to say. You, since they I, sent the Russians home. <laughs> that's hard to say during the second period. That is hard to say. Just during because, the game, I can't remember when it when was. I wasn't wa- born yet. When you watched Giroux kill Crosby there at the blue line. Philly was into it in the playoffs. Matt, you can't even Philly compare Giroux hitting Philly's Crosby a, to Philly's Bob Clark. Yeah, no, no. Killing everyone yeah, yeah, that, that came on the ice yeah, that in I, Philadelphia. Yeah, that I agree with you. But If Philly, you show up to an Eagles would, game with a Lions jersey and... You're getting oh, killed. You've got a problem if you have a Lions jersey on. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. But you're going to get... You're going to die in that stadium. <laughs> Philadelphia yeah. doesn't care about hockey. They have a courthouse in the bottom of their stadium. They have a I'll send you that. that. Yeah, they have a courthouse <laughs> at the bottom of their stadium. Um, Pittsburgh. They're Steelers fans. Yeah. Crosby's huge. Malkin's huge. Absolutely. They've won two Steel- cups in the last yeah, five years. The peng- the they Penguins- like hockey, but that's the a pe- Steelers town. Yeah, but the Penguins should be above the Pirates. The Pirates really haven't had much yeah, success. Yeah, the Pirates are. Ugh. Yeah. So there, there they is. They got rid of Barry that, Bonds. That's more hockey, and they don't have they don't have the rival sport with basketball, right? That's true. Yeah. So I guess Pittsburgh's kind of iffy, hockey. but Detroit, still, they're Detroit, Steelers. Detroit's hockey. Detroit's hockey. A hockey town. Lions. You can't call them a football team. Tigers are in the summer, but they Pistons, have a new owner, so they the might pi- be one now. The Pistons games. No one cares about a, the Pistons. If you watch a Pistons game. The and Pistons you, literally everyone, covered seats everyone, on there. And everyone that chirps in the their wings for their attendance, like nobody there. Yeah, I know. Go right go, there. Go see right. a Sens game. <laughs> Tarp Center. Like go see. Like you know what I mean, though. I'm gonna wrap up my point. I said I was gonna do this like five minutes ago, but you know, We're getting all worked up. up, and I needed more things to say. Anyways, <laughs> Texas. No, there's no team in Texas. 
Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. But they, the, they don't matter. They're a top four team. Yeah, but I'd go Maverick. They, you, I'd go but Mavericks. But do you think people in Dallas give a crap about hockey no. when they have the Dallas Cowboys, the and Dallas the Mavericks, Mavericks. I, if who the have Maver- won a championship, if, yeah. although the Stars won it against the Sabres, which if was anyone, awesome. But if anyone in Dallas is listening to this, man, tweet me because I want to know. Los Angeles. If you had a chance to go to a Mavericks Game 7 of the NBA Finals or yeah. a Dallas Stars Came seven to the Stanley Cup Finals. What would you choose? I want. If for me, I pick hockey. I like hockey. Yeah, for me too. I pick hockey. But in Dallas, where the temperatures are what fifty degrees Celsius, Florida in June. Yeah. Why the hell would you want to go watch a hockey game? Do you think Anaheim? And that's why they're going to get crushed by baseball, basketball, because it's going to be warm and no one's going to go to a hockey game. Well, you can't go to a hockey game. Well, they just go to go. Nobody's going to get in them. Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to grab a beer and go watch the game on my pool while it's 65 degrees outside. (laughs) No. Why would you do that? We're in Detroit. We're we're driving snowstorms like two and a half hours to go. Like, come on. I know. Yeah. Do you think anyone in Anaheim watched? No. Do you think anyone it's in LA? Anaheim. Do you think LA watched? Do you think maybe? Do you think, but do you if you think live in New LA, Jersey watched? If this is a good poll, if you live in LA, who's the first team you think of? Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Lakers. Dodgers. Yep. Kings. Clippers. The Clippers are the fourth team. No, I'm going Lakers, Dodgers, Chargers. Oh yeah, but the Chargers came sell out a twenty-five thousand stadium. Yeah, but they've been in Super Bowl the last. Well, last year. The Chargers? Yeah, they were. That's the Rams. Ram- Damn. That's the Rams. Blah. Yeah, it is. It's all good. Blah Rams, moment. whatever. Blah yeah, moment. that was a blah moment. Yeah, yeah, I'd go Rams over. Yeah, I'd go Rams over Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. But I'd put the Kings over the Rams. Like Florida. Yeah, Florida. You think people go out no. of their way to go watch the Florida Panthers? Heck no. The arena in Florida is in like a woods. It's in the middle of nowhere. They've been to one Stanley Cup final, which is more than Toronto, but <laughs> who's counting? In the last fifty-two years, but anyways, <laughs> not either. Sixty-seven. Tampa Bay, that fan base, great. You think they're gonna watch the Lightning now with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers? You think not they're gonna Sunday. care about you hockey? Won't see, you won't see one Sunday home game in Tampa this year during the football season. They do that here in the O. The OHL, they do they that. They do that Saturday. in Niagara. Well, Saturday, when well, the Bills sa- are even Saturday, like four, you'll see a bunch of four o'clock games because yeah. the Leafs are on. Yeah. Hockey Night in Canada. With the Sabres. That's why they got four. It's a Bills town. It's not a Sabres town. Is it, though? Yes. The Bills are good. Yeah, in the fall, it's Bills over Sabres. Even when the Bills sucked. When are the Sabres good? Like, Never. I'm trying to think about that. 2007. Thomas Vanek, Paul East Finals Der- to Daniel you know Alfredson. What? You know what? Derek Roy doesn't get the credit he deserves either. Why? I did that. I did that stat thing. The top 31 players like a redraft since 2000. Yeah, I've done the website soon too. Derek Roy is a top 20 player for me. I think. I think he's almost a point a game. Are you just under? Are you p- saying their talent in the O while they were in the O? No, in the NHL. From the NHL. I should really? Get, yeah, it honestly surprised you think me. He's in the top thirty-one. Yeah, it honestly surprised me. From like it honest, like I'll show oh, you. Oh, stat-wise, he's top thirty-one. I thought you meant you have him in the top thirty-one. One second or thirty, whatever. Where is he? I don't know. That just that whole situation last night is the NHL trying to stay relevant in the United States when they try and come back and play. Okay, Derek Roy's 29th so on my list. So they need another live event, and they're going to get one. 
because they have to do a and second that's not, draw. And that's another plan as I hit the mic. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's 29th, Derek Roy. That was longer than a minute. But 738 games played, 524 points, Derek Roy. That's solid. That's a solid NHL career. That's why he's in my top 31. We'll get to that in another week. Yeah. Hopefully soon. I, that's a fun one. I get, like, That'll be a lot of... You'll be rattled. I, I walk around Buffalo. I've, like, I've been to Buffalo numerous times. We're only from Brantford. It's what? Two hours? Yeah. Hour and a half, two hours. I've flown out of Buffalo multiple times. Like I see Bill's shirts and jerseys and hats. and I maybe see one Sabres jersey out of like... 10 people wearing yeah. sports memorabilia in Buffalo. Yeah. One. Well, you look at their games. You look at their games. And it's games, my brother. So. <laughs> no, just kidding. There's another person I see walk. But <laughs> it's anyways. my brother. And obviously, this is excluding me going to a Sabres game or whatever, because obviously people are going to be wearing Sabres yeah, but even it's not going lot, to the game. They don't have a lot of full houses there, too. They don't sell out a lot by the looks of it, Buffalo. There's empty seats there. Yeah, there's... there's yeah, you can there's see those blue seats. Yeah, you can see those blue seats. Yeah. I wonder if that's a get back at but, ownership this year. You'll see a lot of that, probably. Well, there won't be fans anyways. Nope. So. I don't know. It's whatever. That whole situation yeah. last night is just something that it happened. should not have on. happened, and it's a publicity stunt. And, oh, you know, it they is. Just want, again, they anyone want to that stay doesn't relevant, think so. Anyone that doesn't think it is, I would love for them to tweet me just so we can talk about it. Man to man conversation. I would love to talk about that because I would honestly love to hear well, the reason why. Here, let's see. Let, you have an interesting... Detroit's been in the lottery four times out of the amount of, uh, like, the era that it's been around. Like, since the lottery since we've started, been in it. Detroit's we've been, been in it in four it. times, Yeah, and it's been the last four years. So How the, many spots have they dropped, Colin? The most. Minus eight. So they've dropped eight spots. Vancouver has dropped seven. Colorado, six. And all teams, all teams that have great players, but you just got to beat the system. Yeah. They're fighting the system. Colorado, they Ottawa, got a first overall pick eventually. Ottawa. And Buffalo fans, you think you got it hard? You're only down five. Edmonton's down four. You're only one spot behind Edmonton. Yeah. Like, come on here. Like, are you, do you really have it that bad? You're only down one spot does behind it, Edmonton. Does it show how many times teams have moved up? Like, yeah. the amount of spots teams have moved up? Who's well, the highest? Placeholder. They, they're going to move oh, up Oh, yeah, I guess. But uh, Philadelphia, 10. Carolina, 8. Chicago, 8. Dallas, 5. 2017. Uh, New Jersey, 5. New York Rangers, 3. Winnipeg, 3. Columbus, 1. Montreal, 1. Then all the rest are zeros because they haven't went up. Hmm. I mean, Toronto. Toronto was in it the one time, like, four years with, for the Matthews draft. They had the Marner. They didn't move. Yeah. So, Sorry. So, okay. Go through that list one more time of uh, who's moved up. Okay. One sec. I got to get it back again. No, it's all good. Um. Okay. So, Philadelphia has been, went up 10 spots. Carolina, 8 spots. So, Philadelphia's Philadelphia got the hasn't been good, good for a while. Well, this year, this, this year, year was a year. This year was a year. But then having that buy. Probably hurt them the most. Out of any think team. so? I think it hurt them the most out of any team. And Tampa, because Tampa had momentum. Yeah. Tampa Bay was rolling. Philadelphia was rolling too. That's why. Mm-hmm. Helps Boston. It helps Boston. Big guy oh, Chara. Yeah. Chara is going to get rested. Yeah. That helps them. McAvoy didn't put the points up. He didn't score like you kind of expected him to. 
So now yeah. Charlie McAvoy gets a break. Tori Krug gets a break. who logged a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a good break for them. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's in a good spot playing Montreal. They should beat Montreal. They should. Montreal has no business being in the playoffs. If you're the last playoff team, that should be embarrassing, this extra playoff thing. Because that's the only team that gets the benefit out of this. Mm-hmm. They get the none of the odds at the first pick where they'll each hit 12%. And eight. The eight teams that yeah. drop out will have a 12 and a half chance yeah. to get the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's tough. But Detroit has dropped eight spots. The most. Oh, but it's not. It's not flawed. <laughs> the system is not flawed whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they've dropped it, every like, time. Is this their way of punishing the a team, team for being the face of the NHL for this? so long? They're an original six team. If you want to keep had, your like, heritage and keep back, like, like you know, you the history of the tw- NHL, yeah. you can't make original six teams look this bad. Well, a 20,000-seat arena, if that little Caesars is full... That atmosphere in there would be second to none. Detroit hockey town atmosphere is unreal. It is. You can't. Yeah, that's and the like, thing, and that's the point get, about get the, the southern newer, teams. They get the, the Panthers, Panthers, Mike Illich, Lightning, Stars, yeah. Kings, Ducks, Shark. Aren't even close. Not Ottawa. even close. Ottawa aren't even close to what Detroit is. They're not even close. Ottawa. Ottawa had to put tarps on their rink. They were in the conference final. In the conference final. We sell that out. They put, literally got rid of one row of people. seats. Yeah, we put 3,000 more seats in Detroit, and we still sell it out. Their average attendance last year was 12,000. London's was nine and a half. Yeah, if, and if London has that... But it's not embarrassing. If London, it's not. London could support a 13,000-seat arena. London's great. London is great. I mean, it's a great. <laughs> it's great. I mean... Yeah. So if if you want to have this argument, let's go. Bring it on. Let's go. We'll have a chat on on Twitter. Let's go. Message me. Message me. I'll talk gladly. You can call me. I don't care. Whatever you want to communicate by. If the NHL wants to keep more teams relevant in the NHL, and do you know how close they probably were to losing Ottawa? Detroit? Yeah. Quebec City. Detroit is the only team, by the way, in the last five years to drop every single year. They're Hmm. the only team. Wonder why? Wow! So it's kind of set up to get but, thirty points. But it's points. not flawed. You it's know. kind of set up the, to get thirty points. The Red Wings had an eighteen and a half percent chance to get the first overall pick, but all of the play-in teams that lose had a twenty-four percent chance. But it's, it's not flawed it's for joke. playoff teams to have a better chance to get the first overall pick. No, it's not flawed. That's a, yeah. That's the biggest. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. It's brutal. It that's embarrassing. Is. Yeah, it is. The way they. The way this acts is a joke for parity in the league. They don't want parity in the league. They want the Tampa's breaking the wins records. They want that in the league. They want all the scoring. They want all the glamours. They want, they want Dreisaitl, McDavid, Lafreniere. They want Line Lafreniere. They want Lafreniere in Montreal, the hometown, for some reason. They want Matthews, Marner, Lafreniere. They want that. And I mean, it's going to happen. If Toronto loses to Columbus, they're right in it. Which, who knows? Who knows, but... Yeah. Yeah. Top prospects? I don't know. The big market's bringing the big money. Just remember that. Yeah. For anyone that has no idea about the business side or anything, Toronto, New York, Los Angeles... Original six. They all get the biggest money, so... Yeah. You know, that's what That's what they're doing. Enough with this crap. And Toronto being a hub city for the NHL, 
is complete garbage. It is. Why? Why would? Although, if I, you're in a I'll, meeting, I'll, I'll make this argument. Okay. Because, and we're, we'll get to break soon enough because we have our guest coming up. We'll be fired up for you, Luke. We're they made sorry. a great point on uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan, yesterday. Uh, it was around 2.30, between 2.30 and 3 o'clock. They were talking about, like, the front... Because Elliot Friedman was like, they were about to announce Vegas and Vancouver as the two hub cities. Yeah, I saw they that. They were about to do that, Vancouver. and then obviously it fell through, and then, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. If you look at the numbers in the U.S., and I'm talking the U.S. South, New York is one of the best turnarounds ever. Yeah. Ain't nobody wanted to go to New York. New York, oh, the Big Apple, you know, you must go there. No, nobody wanted to go there. Now it's gone. To, like Andrew Cuomo has figured it out. Florida, they have having to close all their bars. Yeah. Texas continues to see the numbers go up by the thousands. The United States is almost a quarter of the world's total in COVID-19 cases. Why in the hell would you want to play sports there? Yeah, but why would you want to play in Toronto when it's the biggest after Austin Matthews gets his uh, COVID leaked? I understand that, but the numbers in Ontario continue to be under 200, and everyone said, oh, well, the second wave's coming in the fall. Then why are we playing sports? Yeah, what about Alberta? Edmonton. I feel like Edmonton would be better than Toronto. Toronto. So you play in Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah. I would do that. I would do that over playing in the States. Because, yeah, I agree with you at the States. the NBA but and Major League Toronto's Baseball can't joke. play in Canada. There's one team Rogers in Center, each league. Rogers Center Hotel. Yeah, right. Hey, it can fit a team, but you can fit like eight Yeah, teams. you can fit you can every fit. Team. You probably could only fit two teams in yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but... Because, like, it's just a physical impossibility. Like, there's one team. It's not big enough. Like, you have to play in the States for those. So, I don't know. That's where it's, like, you got to kind of think about why can't we do two hub cities in Canada? Yeah. You know? Whether it's Toronto or Edmonton, Vancouver. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think it'll be ever Winnipeg because I heard that's the worst place to go in the league. Yeah. Because it's cold. The downtown sucks. Yeah. And I've never been there, so this isn't me talking. I just saw the player poll and what they were saying. Yeah, I just think Toronto's too so, big to host it. With Matthews getting leaked, could you imagine if Crosby or Ovechkin were there and they had symptoms? Yeah. It would just blow up. It would shut down anyways, right, if a player gets it. So I guess get rid of sports. Good plan. Yeah, start next season. Start the off season. All right. Yeah, time for a break. We're halfway through the show, but uh, we are definitely going into overtime. Uh, by the way, when I searched up Steve Eiserman on Google, yeah, uh, suggestions for other players popped up as well. So Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Gordie Howe, Mark Messier, wow. Joe Sackick, Yarmir Yager. Guess who shows up on that list? Like, there's pictures at the top. Yeah, guess like, who shows up last? Uh-oh. Take a guess. Do I? You, you think I know it? Oh, yeah. Tori Krug. No. No, someone like that isn't playing right now. Isn't playing. Yeah. We've mentioned his name today. Bill Hunter. Hey now. What list does Dale Hunter show up on that Stevie he, Y is? He is a Hall of Because of his favorite. points, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Then that's justified. 1,020 1, points he's had. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's then, a Hall of Famer. That's right. Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. I just, you know, the big name. When you think of Steve Eisman, yeah. you think of Messier and Tory Gretzky Krug. and Howe. and then, Tory Krug. What? <laughs> that's because I want him to sign him. Um, All right, anyways. I thought it was a sign. Yeah, time to go to break. When we come back, London Knights forward Luke Evangelista as he prepares 
for whenever the 2020 NHL draft takes place. We'll chat with him about uh, what's he doing to get ready, uh, his thoughts on the draft lottery results as well, and uh, we'll talk some night season and uh, his development. That's all coming up next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast along with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney and we are joined on the line by this week's guest, London Knights forward Luke Evangelista. Luke, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So the we'll start off with a little bit of a light chat and get into the OHL and your career uh, after this. But uh, just as a hockey fan or just someone that loves the game of hockey, just what did you think of what went down at the uh, draft lottery? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, everything that's going on right now is a little confusing, and um, you know, you, you gotta have respect for the NHL, and you know, they're trying to do the right thing, and uh, you know, make it work for everyone. But I'm sure there's a lot of frustration right now between whether it's you know, um, the teams in the lottery or uh, you know, Lafreniere too. I felt bad for him last night. I, you no, know, no he way. Figure out where he was going, but yeah, I mean, um, obviously, it's a little confusing, and times are weird right now, but. Um, I definitely respect the NHL for, you know, doing their best here. Yeah, are you sort of where you've been ranked? I know there's multiple websites and uh, people that have you ranked in different areas, but uh, are you kind of doing a little math here to see, you know, like I know you can only do it with eight spots because only, um, well, I guess, is it six, seven, six teams that know where they're picking in the first round? So are you doing a little math to kind of be like, oh, like, these guys might be picking here, like, you know, seeing where all those spots are. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me personally, like not so much just cause like, like you said, like, you know, a guy like me, like having a bounce back year. So I guess like, I, you know, I've seen a bunch of rankings for myself, like all over the place, I guess. And so yeah, I don't really have like a true grasp on where exactly I'd go. So, you know, I'm just letting, you know, the chips fall where they may and um, whatever team I, I get to, I get to, and I'll be happy with it. Yeah, they're getting a great player, that's for sure. So, draft day 2018, we'll start the DOHL draft. You get selected by the London Knights, the 14th overall. What was that feeling like going to London? Yeah, that that was that was obviously a great day for me because, um, yeah, I, t- I talked to London earlier in my minor midget season, and, um, you know, there was definitely some mutual interest there. And, um, you know, when draft day came and I, you know, right before London picked, I got a call from, uh, Rob Simpson, who's our assistant GM now, and um, the GM at the time, and he said he was going to pick me. I was just, yeah, I was just really thrilled because, you know, obviously it's such a storied franchise, and um, you know they produce NHL players at a great rate. So I, I was really excited to be a, a part of the organization. Yeah, that first game at the Bud, what was that like? I was, I was shaking like it's, yeah. you know, you don't really understand like like what it's like until you're actually out there in a game, like just skating out there in a practice or training camp is a whole lot different than when you know the nine thousand yeah nine thousand ten thousand you know packed on top of you so uh you know first time i i would say you know my first season in general like there's there are a little bit of nerves there but um you know now in my second season it's it's the greatest play you can play in the chl so uh yeah I, i've really been enjoying it yeah from your first season only recording uh two assists in 27 games played whereas uh uh, this past season, before it got uh, canned, 62 games played, 61 points. Uh, what was the biggest 
thing that you did, whether it was on the ice, off the ice, during that first off season for you that you felt that really helped you make a difference from year one to year two? Yeah, um, I think my past, you know, this past summer for me was really big because, uh, like, the way that you train and practice in London is is a whole lot different than anything I'd ever done before, and it was really structured. And, um, and so I definitely changed up, you know, my routine and how often I was working out and how often I was on the ice for this past summer, um, you know, after my first season, just because you, you got to gear it up once you get to this level. So, um, yeah, this, this past summer was really big. Uh, I knew I had to put on weight. I knew I had to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really helped me with my training in the summer and then coming in right away and getting an opportunity, you know, uh, on, uh, you know, those top nine minutes and playing with some good players. Uh, it really helped my confidence. And I think just all of that combined really helped me have the, the year that I had. Yeah, this uh, well, last October now, you played the Kingston Frontenacs. You scored your first OHL goal. In that game, you ended up scoring a hat trick. What was that like? Yeah, that was yeah, that was a crazy night for me. Any of the guys uh, give it to you? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> well, after the, I think after the second period, uh, I I had no after the first period, I had two goals. Yeah, and so everyone was just saying, yeah, like if you don't get a hat trick tonight, basically it doesn't count. Like <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the pressure is on there in the second and third, but yeah, fortunately I I got it done. But yeah, it, it was great. Obviously. I'd, Waited for a long time for that one, just couldn't bury, but I uh, really kind of kick-started uh, my goal scoring from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go back to your first time in London. What was that like meeting uh, Dale Hunter for the first time, your coach? Yeah, I I'd met him, uh, like I'd gone down uh, for a visit, you know, halfway through minor midget, and, um, you know, at first, like, you know, at first he's that intimidating guy, and he's got that yeah. being, you know, the, the tough NHL guy lead, leading the league in Tony minutes. Uh, so, you know, he, he, at first it's a little intimidating, but, you know, the more you talk to him and the more you get to know him, like, he, like he's he's actually a really great guy. and um, You know, it's awesome being coached by him, and he, he really cares about the players. And he, he jokes around at practice a lot, and he, he pokes fun at guys. So um, That's good. You know, the, the more I was hanging out, hanging around him and, you know, seeing him, it, it just got easier and easier. Yeah, how much uh, wisdom does he seem to uh, portray onto others? Because obviously he can—he's been at the NHL level. He's gotten a thousand points and Hall of Famer. Should yeah, be. yeah, Colin brought yeah. this up in the last segment, and we're probably gonna have a discussion uh, after this interview about whether he should be in the Hall of Fame after uh, the inductees were announced. But uh, how much off the ice does he um, teach? all of his players and, you know, give them advice about how to act off the ice and, you know, carry yourself and uh, whether you're going to the rink from the rink uh, practice and whatsoever. Yeah. That, that, that's the beauty in having, you know, a coach that, you know, kind of took the same path as the players that he's coaching. You know, he played in the OHL, he played in the NHL. So he knows what it takes to, you know, conduct yourself on and off the ice. And, um, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes, uh, you know, throughout, throughout their career um and you know it's good to have a guy like him that went through it and can kind of guide you and like you said share that wisdom with you and um kind of keep you in line and keep you in order so he's been he's been really good for us and just listening to him talk like you know you, you're gonna learn stuff from him you know whether it's from a, an honest standpoint or you know off ice and just being a pro so it, it's been really good so i like to ask this question to guys you've been in the league now two years what would you say your welcome to the OHL moment was when you realized you can play in this league? When when I realized I could play in this league? Yeah. Um I would probably say I would probably say, you know, I had a game, I think it was like the 
third game of the season uh, of my sophomore season. Uh, I think I had three assists first Erie, and that was like the first time that was really like uh, I, like the first multi point game, and I, I felt really productive and stuff. And I was like, I was like, holy smokes! Like, like I can really, I can really play, and like I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff out here now. Because obviously, that first year, I wasn't getting a lot done when I was out there on the ice. So, um, yeah, that game, I think for me, it was like okay, I, I, now I'm starting to get it. I can produce a little bit more. And um, so from there, I felt better. And then obviously, like you said, that game against Kingston, was it really kickstarted everything. Yeah, that was a great so, game. Yeah, so I think it was those two probably for me. Yeah, so was that game in Erie? No, it was, it was at home. I think it was our third game of, of this season. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. I was going to say, if it was in Erie, what do you think of the Sweet Caroline? <laughs> That's pretty it, yeah. funny. Yeah, Erie's, Erie's, it's an interesting place to play. They got some, they got some rowdy fans there. <laughs> Obviously, there's that you know London Erie rivalry with the, like you said, the Sweet Caroline that'll get you going a little bit. But yeah, oh, it, yeah. It, it's always fun playing in that atmosphere. How much does that go into the experience of playing in London? You know, you got all of your Midwest rivals. You know, Kitchener's an hour away. Uh, you got Guelph just beyond Kitchener. Who, um, you know, you are obviously part of the team that. Uh, uh, went up 3-0 and then uh, Guelph came back and then you know you got Owen Sound as well and just mentioned Erie how much does that enhance the experience and get you ready for uh, the next level because everyone whenever you you know go into Budweiser Gardens or whether London's coming into your barn uh, you know you're going to expect the uh, best from your opponent yeah absolutely um, I, that's the beauty of playing London is you know those rivalry games like those are those are our favorite games to play and as uh, as players and uh, you know, you can really, you can feel the energy and you can feel the atmosphere. And um, it, it's awesome playing those, in those kind of games. And it, it, like you said, it really does brace you for, you know, what's to come, whether it's playoffs, whether it's the next level where, you know, every game is that intense. So um, playing in London, that's definitely one of the perks is just having, you know, you got, you got to be on every game and you got those rivalries. So uh, yeah, it's really good. What would you say the best part about being a Knight is? Being, I, I, well, I I can't really speak for the other organizations, but it's just I think you know the structure and you know yeah. getting guys to the next level. Like you, you look at you look at the track record here. Obviously, it's like like they're, like they're pumping out NHL prospects at, at yeah. a crazy rate. So um, you know I think us players we have a lot of trust in um, the staff and management to you know get us better as players. And I think having that confidence that. In, in in the people around you that they're going to help you get to the next level is it's like it's probably the best part yeah for sure patrick kane night what was that like meeting patty kane yeah that was awesome I, he uh yeah yeah such a cool and, dude eh? yeah he was it was a lot it, like it was a lot easier than i expected at first i was like holy crap and i'm, I'm gonna be so <laughs> nervous but he walked in the room and he was cracking jokes he actually looked at me and he was like Oh, you're sitting in my stall, and I was like, I was just shook. I, I like, I, I couldn't say anything. He's like, you got some big boots, boots to fill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was a really great guy, and you know, talk, hearing him talk about his time in London and doing that ceremony before the game, uh, yeah, it, it was a really special night. Yeah. Speaking of another goal scorer, Connor McMichael, what was that like to live with him this last year? Yeah, he, he's been great to live with these last couple of years. I think uh, obviously he he helped me get through that rookie year too. And then this year with the draft, it was really good having him, yeah. uh, you know, kind of talking me through what he went through and uh, his experience. And obviously nice too. I felt like we had some really good chemistry. And um, so, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been great li- living with him and having him as a buddy and just being able to talk hockey or whatever with him has been, has been great. 
with Luke Evangelista of the London Knights here on the Owen 60 podcast. Uh, you know, with this being your draft year and not being a full year, um, you know, scouts are always around the uh, rink and well, more so in London. That's one of the busiest media rooms I've ever seen filled with scouts. Uh, how many conversations have you had with representatives from uh, NHL clubs and uh, how often, uh, whether it was after games, before games, practices whatsoever, did you uh, meet with people? Yeah, I've had a bunch of conversations with uh, with guys, but um, you know, during the season, it was mostly either phone calls or um, somebody would come in after one of our practices, and we would talk with them in person, which was good. And obviously, with uh, what's going on here, and ever since we've been sent home, it's been more so um, like Zoom calls or FaceTime calls and stuff like that. So um, it's it's good. It, you know, obviously, it's different from what everyone else had to go through, and it's a different year in that sense, but, you know, just being able to have the chance to talk to, you know, people from NHL teams, um, it's, it's really been good. And it's been a definitely a learning experience for me. Yeah. How much did the experience for you at uh, the top prospects game go into that? You know, there's obviously all the scouts in the world there and you weren't originally going and then, you know, which was a bad injury. Yeah, that was pretty bad, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, there's an injury and then you got the invite and, um, you know, all the top prospects from the Canadian Hockey League were there. Just speak to what that did for you this season, whether it led back into London or just, you know, getting you ready for whenever this draft happens. Yeah, um, the prospect team, yeah, that, that was that was a big deal for me. Like, obviously, coming into this season, that was one of my goals that I wanted to be at that game. So, uh, yeah, like you guys said, at first it didn't happen, but, um, you know, fortunately, I guess for me, you know, um, you know, I got the invite there and, uh, it was a really cool experience. I mean, um, you know, just being around some, of, t- talking with some of the other prospects from around the league, and um, you know, it, it was a really cool experience. And then doing that combine too, um, on ice and off ice was was kind of interesting. Uh, I'd never really done anything like that before. So, um, and then pl- obviously playing on that big stage uh, with, like you said, so many people there and so many NHL representatives. Uh, it was really good for me, and I think you know I, I was I was happy with how I played there. I thought, um, you know, I, I, my energy was high, and I was dialed into the game. And uh, you know, after that, I, I, it it just added to my confidence. So, um, yeah, overall, that was it was a really good experience for me. Yeah, draft day or whatever that is. Uh, what type of player is that team going to get when they select Luke Evangelista? Um, I think naturally, I'm you know a playmaking winger. I think. Um, my hockey sense, my hockey IQ, my vision, um, you know, those are some of my strongest attributes. Uh, I'm working on that two-way game for sure. Dale trusted me on the penalty kill this year, and um, which was really good for me and developing me as a two-way player. And uh, so I'm definitely going to work on that for the next level. And um, But yeah, I think, you know, just a guy that's going to create a lot of plays and create a lot of offense and um, use, you know, my hockey IQ and sense to my advantage. How are you working on your game and trying to get better during these times? Because obviously the province has moved into a, a stage two, except for some select parts around Windsor. But uh, still, a little tough to do uh, uh, your regular routine during an off season. So, what is your way of staying fit and uh, making sure you're ready come the next season? Yeah, like you said, I think like now it's starting to open up a bit. Like I'm back, at, I'm back at uh, my gym training and back on the ice a couple times a week uh doing some skill sessions but i think at the start um fortunately i had uh i had a, a gym and gym set up in my basement which i was using every day obviously and then um 
you know, just around the corner from my house, I there was a school that I set a net up with uh, some plastic sheets and some pucks, and I'd go there basically every day and, um, you know, shoot or rollerblade or do whatever just to get some reps in. But, yeah, you, you kind of got to get creative when you're in that situation. But, yeah, fortunately enough, everything's kind of opened back up and we're getting into that regular routine again. Yeah, another a lighter question here. Uh, who would you say your biggest influence is in your hockey career so far? Um, in my hockey career, you know, I, I would definitely say, I would definitely say, my, you know, both my parents, Johnson, I think like neither of them really played a high level of hockey, but, um, you know, they, I wouldn't be here without them today. And, you know, they taught me a lot, a lot along the way, uh, you know, whether it's morals or just being a good sport, being a good athlete and having that dedication and discipline. So even though, you know, they never really played a high level of hockey, like they're the ones that have had the biggest impact uh, on my career. Yeah. And, well, just one more last thing. Uh, for those who look up to you and want to play in the OHL someday like you, what advice do you give to them? Um, I think, you know, it, it would just be to be patient and trust the process and trust yourself. Like, I remember, like I said, my first year obviously didn't go the way I wanted to. And, um, you know, it was really easy, for, you know, to get down on myself and doubt myself. But, um, you know, your rookie year, it's more so about learning than, you know, actually producing uh, you know, teams aren't going to look at your rookie year stats, you know, when they're p- picking you. So I think it's just to trust the process and learn as much as you can from, you know, the staff that you're with, your teammates, your older teammates that are drafted to the NHL. And, um, you know, use what you learned in that first year to, to keep moving forward. Also, one last thing. Uh, how often do you snipe on Brett Brochu in practice? Uh, yeah, I've heard Brett Brochu has been making up some fibs here about <laughs> not being able to score on him. But yeah, I, I I'm in his head basically every practice. I got I got the low <laughs> low glove picked out and high blocker basically every time. So I'm scoring with ease, I'd say. <laughs> I love it. That's a great way. To end. Now we gotta go to their training camp. Oh yeah, man. training camp. We'll be behind the net with like <laughs> targets. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys film the whole thing. Like, what? you'll see it. You'll we'll see commentate it. it. We'll go ah. live on our Instagram. We'll give you ten <laughs> shots. He said what? He said you score one Ooh. of ten. Like, oh, we'll yeah. give you we ten got, shots. We gotta do the bars to a goalie challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bar. Yes, get him to strap him up. <laughs> bars to a goalie challenge. <laughs> oh man, that would awesome. that would be amazing, uh, Luke. Uh, Things are opening back up. There's some promise coming for the draft. Uh, the first eight selections, except for, you know, the first one is decided by which team is taking it. Uh, a lot's happening. Hopefully sports comes back soon. Uh, and when it does, we look forward to seeing you back on the ice. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us today. Yeah, of course. Uh, like I said, thanks again, guys. And Yeah, pleasure talking to you. That was Luke Evangelista of the London Knights here on the Owen 60 podcast. Uh, yeah, and like we mentioned, how many spots is he ranked that we saw on uh, Elite Prospects? I think the highest he had was 21. 59 was the normal, I think. Yeah. Which I think... But Bob McKenzie had him at 50. Yeah, I hope I hope the Wings get him. He, Three honestly, second rounders, they have a good honestly, shot. Honestly, out of any guy in the league, as a fan, as a fan, I hope he's the guy. Because uh, as he, a fan of London and Detroit, <laughs> well, I can't be biased, so in the uh, but I know, I, but I just think out of anybody in the league, he deserves it. I mean, he he had the best, most improved season out of anybody. Luke Evangelista, like he played on a line with Liam Foodie and Connor McMichael, and everyone could say, "Oh, that's he played with Connor McMichael, and Liam Foodie, right?" 
But you, honestly, you have to be good to do he that. He had like, big you know, moments. Yeah, he yeah. had big moments where he drove that line too. So, well, how many I players get a hat trick? For like, they score the first goal and it ends up being a hat trick. Yeah, how many people do that? I don't think any. I don't. I don't. Sure, remember. it was against Kingston. You can say whatever. Oh, you know, it was Kingston. They were bad, but still, oh, they, they, they were nice goals. Like, it's they were still nice an goals. OHL I was there. team. Like I was there. I remember that. He, like, I was pumped for the guy. I mean, he deserves to go high in the draft. He deserves yeah. it. Like, you're getting a great guy with Luke. He'd be a great pick. Any NHL teams that listen to this, I know there's a couple scouts that listen. Luke's a great kid. You're going to get a great player with him. Yeah, and so uh, him I like and, the Patty uh, Kane question, too. Patrick yeah. Kane. Yeah, that because, was cool. Like, I remember that. The fact he, that he's he was so in his chill. stall. That's yeah. kind of sweet. he points at him. Like, he's so chill, too. Like, Kane. Like, he's got that style, right? Like, that yeah. swagger to him. Like... What's up? I'm Patrick Kane. Like, yeah, well, you, you know, can see like, that that's pretty cool. Sellies, right? Yeah, so. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely huge. When I was my time with the Ice Dogs, there wasn't even anyone nearly as uh, prestigious that came back to uh, to Niagara like to Patrick talk Kane. to the players. Like Patrick Kane, that's unreal. Yeah, that's cool. And they had at their practices, they had Matthew Tuchuk in training camp because of the holdout mm-hmm. with uh, the contract stuff. So Matthew Tuchuk was there, and the Ruperts were there. Wow. Ryan and Matt. Oh, geez. Those two were a great. Those two were a great duo <laughs> to watch. As a London fan, those two were great to watch with Austin Watson. That's a tough line to play against. I oh, when, yeah. I remember when the two Rupert twins had uh, Huberto's helmet off in the Mem Cup and showing again. Just feeding oh, yeah, them. yeah. I remember that. That's a classic yeah, yeah, yeah. picture. They oh, need yeah. that picture. Yeah, I mean, well, isn't that one of the appeal of going to the Knights? And everyone can say what they want the to about the Knights. You know, like, oh, you know, they cheat or they get uh, they don't. Uh, good. players from the States that won't go anywhere else. And it's like, well, recruitment. the Knights have a phenomenal alumni lineup. and That appeals like, the most. Dale Hunter's fourth or fifth season is when they won the Mem Cup. I can't, I'm going to try and do it because the first year was 0102. Yeah, so that would have been his fourth year there because they won in 05, right? Two. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, so you can't say that the Hunters cheated their way to their first Mem Cup. How do you do that in four years? Yeah, you don't. You're just scout. You, you know, Corey Perry, Patrick Kane, Rick Nash. Like, if you have alumni like that coming back to give wisdom to players who want to make the NHL one day. That's where you go. That is a pretty darn good reason to and go honestly, to London. Honestly, if I'm a kid in the U.S., London comes to my doorstep, and we've already said this. You go. Yep. You go. You yep. look what they produced. You look what they produced. Yep. Their track record is second to none. Mm-hmm. You go. You go. Because then all of a sudden, you're the next Patty Kane. You're the next Mitch Marner. You're the next Max Domi. Rick Nash. Yeah, and we're not saying this as London's the only place you could do that. No, like, yeah, Ottawa has a pretty league. storied history. Yeah, Kitchener. Like, you know, Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn right now. Kevin Ball they have. Uh, Michael DiPietro, yet only for half Windsor. a season. But, yeah, Windsor. You know, still, you got Windsor Spitfires. Taylor Hall Flynn. played there. Adam Henrique played there, you like, know. It's a great development league, but just London, I think, is that yeah. prestige team that's for up sure. at the top of the pedestal. Yeah, so... Um, Great again, talk. That was a Luke. blast. Yeah, that was a blast. Thanks, Luke. Um, time for another break because my water bottle's empty. And uh, we got a lot more to get to. Uh, we've got our top eight um, prospects of who we think will go where. And big and news. this isn't just the O. We're going uh, just... Um, NHL. You know, NHL, NHL in prospect. total. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I couldn't think of the word. That was brutal. Yeah, Anyways. draft prospects. Um, what else big, we got? We and got a big uh, shout out. Yeah, a big announcement happened. Uh, yeah, a big one. Uh, what else we got? Dale Hunter, Hall of Fame or no? 
and then you will find out For who sure. will take on Giancarlo Shanton in our uh, all-name bracket championship round. That's two of three, I might add. We're going to be like the World Cup of Hockey. Hopefully yeah, we don't ruin yeah. it like they did. No, we won't have a draft lottery. So we'll chat about all that next on the Owen 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 Podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Podcast. We're also on Facebook. The Owen 60 Podcast, our website is on all of our uh, platforms, so click the link and you can check that out. Uh, Joel Vanderland's uh, article, geez, I almost said author, but anyways, you can check that article out uh, on our website on Brennan Othman. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, producing a lot more content on there. We'll start putting our polls up there. We'll start, uh, I'll probably put the all name bracket up there as like a journey through the bracket type thing. Yeah, Uh, like in pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So uh, by week. Yeah, you can check that out. Uh, Trust the process. Yeah, which the Red Wings have to do now because they have the fourth overall pick in this year's draft. And time to get to who we think will go where. We've done uh, the top eight. Actually, we did 31, but then the draft lottery happened. And, you know, all these theories have been circling around. And we're like, you know what? We're going to change it. And we're just going to do the top eight because we know for sure who will be picking when except number one. But I'm... Pretty sure we know where who's yeah. going number one. I just got a full game clip sent to me from Joel of uh, Raymond and Holtz. Hey, so now I know what I'm doing. Right Studying on. the film. Now, now I know Studying what I'm doing. <laughs> Studying the film. Uh, all Love right, it. so uh, let's start with number one. Uh, For both, who do you got? Lafreniere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, whoever gets that pick. Uh, this draft lottery was a sham, so they'll be pretty <laughs> damn lucky to. Uh, to get this pick, but uh, yeah, Alexi Lafreniere. Just what do you see from him, and what is he going to add to uh, the team that gets him? 112 points in 52 games. Also, he developed an edge this year to his game. Getting suspended wasn't good, but at the same time, everyone knows he's yeah. the walkaway first overall pick. So it's nice to see he's got a little bite to his game. Mm-hmm. That really shows that he's an all-around player. You need guys with bite, right? You don't want to. Yep. And so that's why I go him number one. Yeah, and I, I, again, when I was listening to Sportsnet 590 on uh, Friday, and they were talking about Jerome McGinley and, you know, the amount of points yeah. he put up and the amount of grit he had. And, you know, to his credit, back when he was, you know, starting out in his prime, it was a lot more rough. You know, fighting wasn't a huge issue. Concussions weren't a huge issue. So you could play uh, dirty and still score a lot of points and you know Gordy Howe did that a lot but uh that was a long time ago so um and they were saying that uh, Tom Wilson is the biggest guy like that right now you know mm-hmm. a lot of guys who hit and fight and do put a lot of put pucks in the net you as know well. don't score a lot whereas Tom Wilson puts up 20 goals yeah you know 20 assists you know 40 points for a rough guy isn't even that bad but tom Where, wilson goes beyond that right lafreniere is not gonna be like a tom wilson he's not gonna well be fun. no he's not no i'm fun. not i'm not saying that i'm saying yeah. the edge of his game is yeah, like it's nice to have to be some, like jerome again yeah it's nice to have a little bit of bite to you, you yeah to, i know finish your checks it's nice to have a guy yep. finish your checks let him know like hey i'm not coming to league to get pushed around right yeah got a little edge to my game 
Yeah, so uh, Lafreniere, whoever gets him will be on cloud nine for sure. So to pick number two, the Los Angeles Kings. Tim Stutzel. <laughs> Tim Stutzel. I know, I was wondering if we were, if you were going to say that because I have him there too. Tim, Stu- Tim Stutzel, since the first game at the World Juniors, he's the prospect that caught my eye the most. I mean, he's like a Matthew Barzal. He's so smooth and such a good skater. When you watch that World Juniors, it would have been nice if you like if Detroit didn't fall to out of the second spot because Tim Stutzel would be a great guy on most side or the German connection. Mm-hmm. But it won't happen. But the yeah. LA Kings would get a great prospect at two with uh, Tim Stutzel. Well, I, I have I have it pulled up right now, and I was looking at it last night. Uh, the top prospects for the. Uh, Los Angeles Kings, and this was an article written uh, by Robin Dutton, um, LAKings.com, and it's on the NHL, uh, well, actually, it's on the Kings website, so if you want to check it out, all I did was Google LA Kings prospects, but uh, um, at number seven, Alex Turcotte, a centerman, he was drafted uh, last year, fifth mm-hmm. overall, um, they have Arthur Kaliev, who most OHL fans know and you know enjoy watching uh, play for Hamilton. Um, they've also got Rasmus Kupari, a center from Finland. Um, defenseman, they've got Tobias Bjornfot. I hope I said that right because that's what it looks like it is. Um, so he's a defenseman. Uh, Kale Clegg, a defenseman who was drafted in 2016. Who, yeah, who, he'll be there soon too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Fajemo, Fagemo. Uh, Swedish uh, right winger, 50th overall in last year's draft. Of course, Akil Thomas, and uh, they've got Jarrett Anderson Dolan and uh, Mikey Anderson, who's a defenseman. Uh, Dolan, or Anderson Dolan, a center. So, and I bring that up because last night, and I know this was from a Red Wings perspective, and they're before. hoping for Stutzel. But uh, Art Regner, who covers the Wings, uh, regularly says that if the Kings decide to go D, and I'm like. Okay, because I can name a number of Kings prospects who are forwards and goaltenders. Yeah. But, you know, there's Marcus Phillips, who's a defenseman, who's a Kings prospect. So I'm trying to think. Do you get that would they take a number defenseman? One? Do you yeah. get that pure number one prospect defenseman? They have yeah. a bunch of number two, three guys that are good players. But do they get Drysdale who can bring that doughty skill set to mm-hmm. the table when it's time to move on from those guys, right? And... I think it's a great idea for Drysdale, but I just think they'll go Stutzel. They can't pass Stutzel or Byfield yeah. up. They can't. Yeah, yeah, especially when you have to try and uh, recreate that uh, top six. You know, Kopitar yeah. won't be there forever. Dustin Brown won't be there forever. Quick and net. Yeah, like, quick and net, them. exactly. So um, the Kings have lots of decisions to do. I'm sure they would have liked number one, but uh, um, obviously they did not get it. Number three, and this is San Jose's pick that Ottawa – currently owns i've got quinton byfield same here quinton byfield because 82 points in 45 games yeah and uh, not even to do with the points joel vanderland who obviously he writes for us and he was involved with the belleville senators he's got contacts in that organization and whenever byfield was on the ice there was someone from ottawa watching him yeah they're they're always watching him but i feel like they're always watching Everyone in the top five. Well, yes, but I'm just saying that, you know, Pierre Dorian um, was yeah, at... Yeah, they're high on him. You know, he was at quite He's a few of those high games. On board. Yeah, and once, a G, once you see the GM there, yeah, that's when you know there's legitimate interest. 
I know I saw Eiserman Draper for Beak in Ottawa for that Ottawa Berry game. Mm-hmm. And last month, or well, not last month, but it, before the season got canceled, that Sportsnet game. So that's interesting too. Yes. Uh, you know, read into that what you want. But, I mean, this 2 3 could, they could switch. Like, it's, I'm not, this isn't set in stone. Like, you know, it could switch whether by field. Yeah, they're both really good players. What, You're but, not getting a bad player. I just think Stutzel has the advantage because he played with men. Yeah. He's already played well, with men, and he can make that transition. Byfield's a young draftee this year, right? Mm-hmm. He's young. So, like, he'll probably go back to Sudbury. That's hard to say because he's such a good player. If he if he goes to Ottawa, I think so. Actually, L.A. too. I think wherever he goes, he'll be back just because both teams in their situations aren't ready for the prospects to come up and, yeah, and I don't have think, that impact that they want think, them to. And I think Akil... Like Akil Thomas yeah, and Akil, Aiden, Cal, Aiden yeah. Dudas. I think yep. Aiden Dudas and Akil Thomas next year play in the AHL. They play in the American yeah, Hockey League. I agree. They developed the year in the yep. AHL. They're both great hockey players. Aiden Dudas is the best player I saw this year. But mm-hmm. LA is waiting for that transition to clear a little bit of cap, get that young wave coming at the same time. And I think that's yeah. the plan. Um, okay, on to number four. <sighs> Uh-oh. Man. This is big. So this is big. Detroit at number four. I have two players. Same here. Honestly, I have like four. <laughs> I have four. Well, there yeah, hasn't been I enough could time put, to watch. I could the... put up a third one. Here, I'll do it right now there to make it official. Been, there hasn't been much time to watch the film. The only guys on film that I've watched is Drysdale because he's yeah. close. And Rossi. Yeah. He's, we watch him every, basically every game in mm-hmm. the NHL. So... Those two guys, I've watched the film. They're the easy pick for me. But after watching Alexander Holtz's shot. Yeah, you sent me a video of that uh, right a, after that's the lottery. A, and Bob McKenzie saying, too, that he has a quick release. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll bring that up. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that quote. Um, my fourth was Lucas Raymond. I just like Raymond's playmaking ability. Yeah. I know Joel was telling me, Joel Vanderland was telling me that he's a, he has great vision, great with the pot, like, Good passer, which might be nice, but we don't need passing. We need finishers. Yeah. That's why I like Alexander Holtz. Yeah, just to bring up this uh, quote from Bob McKenzie, and if you want to check it out, it's at uh, nhl.nbcsports.com. They did a mock draft of the um, of these eight, uh, eight spots as well. Uh, says, Holtz, who plays both the left and right sides, has one of the best shots in the draft Here's and is Kyle. among the best natural goal scorers. If Raymond sometime... If Raymond sometimes gets questioned for being on the perimeter, Holtz gets high, marks for getting to the inside and playing a harder game. Sorry, I just had so you get uh, a little confusion there. So you get Holtz. Yeah. Holtz drives the line. He's more of the playmaker. You take Holtz. It's like, it's kind of like yeah, the, that's the thing in Detroit. Thing last year Larkin made plays, Mantha made plays, and Bertuzzi made plays. Zanina, not really. No. He's still We're obviously Holtz, developing but very then much. But I think Valeno's big. I think Valeno is a great line mate for Zadina. He's gonna go in there. Holtz, another one. It looks a great line, a great line mate. In two weeks when we come back, I'll have a better idea because I'll probably by then I'll probably watch ten games each, so twenty yep. games. Yeah, yeah. Game, a couple games a night. No commercials, ready right? on the clip. You just put it on the smart TV. Yeah, true. Yeah. Just video it. Yeah. Or if you have watch one of video. those, or if you have an iPad, just. If yeah. They're, if they're hooked up, obviously. Yeah, just I always hook it up. Swoosh it up. I always hook it up to the TV and then just. Yeah. Stop and go, stop and go. Write down points that are big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, I've got Holtz. 
It, so could, we both, it could be three. It could be Holtz, in my opinion. Holtz, Rossi, and Drysdale. Or yeah. Drysdale, I should say. Yeah, I got... Those are those three. I, I have, have Holtz, my first candidate. Drysdale, too, just because I, then you look at that potential decor. Soderstrom's a stud. Soderstrom, the kid they just signs a stud. He's a bigger... He's big. Cider, we know what we're getting with him. He's a solid number one. He's a good player. You have Soderstrom... Cider, Heronic, we know what he can do. He's a yeah. he was a number one defenseman this year. I know he didn't have the plus minus, but the team was terrible. Mm-hmm. But he's an he's a number one defenseman in that league, no doubt. Jared yeah, well, McIsaac coming up. You saw what he did at the World Juniors. Jamie Drysdale was a big part about that game against Finland. Jared McIsaac, I rewatched the gold medal game. He had five block shots in the third period. Five. Like He's putting his body on the line. The gold medal's on the line. I like that. I'm excited to see him come up. I mean, and I know the Red Wings see that. So I think if you add Drysdale, then you have a solid top four. Chalosky is your fifth. Yeah. That's a solid decor. Yeah, well, uh, Jared, Mc- Jared McIsaac, there we go, um, spent time with Halifax and Moncton last year. Yeah. Um, and he only played in 28 games and he, he was had injured 19 going into the- points. Yeah, right. And he was injured there yeah. going into the World Junior, and I feel like when you come out of the World Junior, you put your body on the line, you're feeling it after. Those kids are tired when they come over, believe it oh, or not. Yeah. They're exhausted. Like I'm surprised teams don't healthy scratch them the first weekend yeah. because when those kids come back, they are tired. Oh, yeah. Like, they're tired. Yeah, he only played three games with Halifax. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he played the three on the weekend and went right to Canada camp. Yep. Yeah, so that's our thoughts on Detroit. And, of course, we have a lot more. But, anyways, um, to number five, the Ottawa Senators. And this is their pick that they secured by finishing second last and dropped three spots just like Detroit. They take Jamie Drysdale. Yep. You get Drysdale and Byfield. That's a solid duo. You get your D, you get your forward. Then at 18, I believe it is, with the Islanders pick, you take Asker off if he's there. You take the goalie. You get the three mm-hmm. big spots. You get the top defenseman, you get a top three forward prospect, and you get the top goalie prospect in the draft. You get two out of three, top. That's a, you. no matter how they do this, Ottawa, they can walk out winning the draft, no problem yeah. with the amount of picks they have and valued picks. They got to hit on them. If yeah. you don't hit on them, that really hurts. If you don't develop, it really hurts. Well, and that, that's what bugged me about, all the Sens fans being angry. Oh, how could we drop that fight? How? You still have the third and fifth pick. Yeah, I wish. I trade. I would trade that spot. Like, if Drys- I would not be upset if Detroit had two picks like that. Yeah, I would not be upset. If Drysdale today. is taken, say he is taken by LA, the next defenseman would be Jake Six. Sanderson, who's a perfect fit at five. Yeah, he's perfect at five. So why not? He's pretty close, if not on the same level as Drysdale. Yeah, if and again, not, this is me if speaking you're not on com- very limited video. And if you're not comfortable with it, I'll send you the video. If you're not, <laughs> yeah, I've only watched like two videos. If you're on not Sanderson. comfortable with it, you take Marco Rossi. The yeah, local just get kid, two you, forwards. You've had to have watched yeah. him a lot. You had. Yeah, to. there's no excuse whatsoever. In the same city, so yeah. they they probably saw him the most. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the depth of the Senators just quickly. Uh, Eric Brandstrom, the defenseman, they got him in a trade from the Vegas Golden Knights. 
uh, last year, actually, uh, February 25th, 2019. Uh, Drake Batherson up front. Uh, they've got Logan Brown up front, who we know who what he can do. Alex Formanton, uh, former London Knight. Uh, Lassie Thompson, a defenseman who was selected 19th plus, overall uh, last year. Plus Brandstrom? Yeah, Brandstrom was first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Branstrom. So, um, you know, Ottawa's set up to be the top team in the Atlantic Division in yeah. uh, the next few years. Uh, hopefully Detroit's up there. I think they're in a decent a situation to be now, there. So. It'll take a year longer now. Yeah. Instead of being two years away with getting Lafreniere, yeah. we're three more bad years away now. Yeah. So that's Unfortunately, tough. But, it's tough, but it'll um, be nice when we get to the second bad year and you can actually see an upside. Well, when we get to the producing. second bad year, I hope we're still down around being terrible because Shane Wright I hope will be that's drafted worth that season. For. So, you know. Roddy's uh, not bad either. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not bad either. Yeah. Um, to number six, the Anaheim Ducks. I have Jake Sanderson going there. Yeah, I have Mark. Again, all based on Rossi. I have Rossi going the pick back. Either go to Ottawa or him or yeah. Drysdale. Just mix it up. Yeah, well, in their system, the Ducks, they've got Trevor Zegras. He's a forward. He was selected ninth overall uh, last season. He was part of the United States uh, National Team Development Program in 60 games played. Um, and this is the season before he was drafted. In 60 games played, he had 87 points, 26 goals, and 61 assists. So that just tells you he's a playmaker. He can set things up, yeah. you know, moves the puck well. Um, you know, he... Can't really argue with that. They've got Sam Steele, who, despite losing the Memorial Cup, won solid tournament player, MVP. Though. Yeah, he's a solid player. Um, of course, that was the season the Hamilton Bulldogs uh, represented uh, the, OHL. Um, the OHL. He was selected 30th in the 2016 draft. I was there to see it. That was pretty fun. Where the famous Pavel Datsuk trade. Yeah, uh, Dennis Chalowski <laughs> went down. Yeah, um, they've also got Max Comtois, uh, selected 50th overall in everyone the 2017 in Canada, draft. Everyone in, Can- everyone in Canada and Russia know who he is from the World Junior. They do. <laughs> yep, they do. Um, and then they've got Isaac Lundstrom. Yeah, uh, 23rd pick. Decent in, core uh, in 2018. Decent prospect core. Oh yeah, Brendan Gooley. Forgot about him. Yeah, Buffalo trade. Yep, Montour. Yeah, so uh, the Sabres are set up pretty well. I mean, these prospects are forwards. That one defenseman obviously being uh, Gooley. So I think taking a defenseman here wouldn't be the worst situation because the Ducks are lacking. Uh, They've made that Brandon Montour trade, right? Yeah, Sanderson's a good option. Yeah. Um, It's not even a big fall to me, honestly. It's not even a big fall. It's only two spots. Yeah. I had him eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus Sanderson's got the experience, right? His dad played. Yeah. So um, that's definitely not a bad pick at number six. And uh, now we head to number seven, the New Jersey Devils. Lucas Raymond. Ten points, 33 games played, but that was in the men's league, right? And he didn't play a big role. Yeah. He did not play a big role. He only played nine minutes a game. I do have that stat written down. He played nine minutes a game. So that's, and it was like, it was the lowest on the team. By like just a minute or two, line made it played a minute longer because he didn't play penalty kill. But Lucas Raymond, ten points in thirty three games, he would add more with a bigger role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. He goes to the AHL next year. I think Raymond. Raymond. I think Raymond Holtz play in the American Hockey League next year mm-hmm. just to get a bigger role. Right. Because on their men's teams over in 
in their home countries, they weren't playing the big minutes, right? Where Tim Stutzel, 34 points in 41 games, is going to go to the NHL. He's a top three pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four. Where, so wherever four goes, if they take a Euro, it will be in the yeah. American Hockey League. Well, for me, New Jersey, I have whoever Detroit doesn't take. Minus Drysdale. I have them yeah. taking Rossi or Holtz. Yeah, that's One a good spot two. for Rossi. Yeah. Good spot for Rossi. Yeah, I just, you know, Ro- Rossi's a great player and everything. I just it's think Ottawa pick. and Anaheim, where they're at, it's got to be a defenseman at five and it, six. So it's just I think, a one pick difference that we had. It's yeah. really close. Yeah, so. Uh, Our that, next one will separate yeah, it. Bu- so, yeah, the Buffalo Sabres, number eight. And um, we're this joining one. the Ranting Ron show again. Um, so oh, yes, we'll, we'll tweet out the link. So. Um, it's been you can check that out about, uh, well, obviously we'll be talking mostly Sabres. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyways, nice chat, uh, we had last time with Ron, but, uh, for number eight, I have Lucas Raymond going to the Sabres. Yeah. I have Jack Quinn. Jack Ooh, sliding up 89 points in 38 games played. I think on a few, he was 10, only two spots. I just like Jack Quinn. I've saw him play a few times this year and I just like how he carries the play. He's got, he plays with a bigger frame where he can hold the pucks longer, and he's got a little bit of flash to his game with some finish. And I like that. Obviously, has some bite, too. Mm -hmm. I like players with some bite in their game. 89 points in 38 games. Jack Quinn goes to Buffalo. Protects middle stat, right? And Cousins. Yeah. There's that line. Middle stat thing's a whole. You just put Quinn where I had Rossi all along. 67. Yeah. Yeah, well, for me, the Sabres are just, they got to figure out what, like, who they are. They don't have an Because they are stagnant with most of their prospects right now that are in the system. Like, I'm not talking the prospects who are in junior, but like. It is too quick. um, Dylan Cousins, they've got. He's going to be an elite level player for the Sabres. Yeah, but do you bring him up? Depending on when he gets the opportunity. Do you bring him up next year when it's going to be a brutal year? I don't. No, you don't. No, 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 no. I'm think, not saying that. I think I'm saying like where the they HL. are. This, this, the, o. the Sabres won't There's be competitive no for a Stanley Cup until four or five years down the road. That's yeah. just, and that's not saying, oh, well, they have crappy players and everything. That's just like they it's don't facts. have a system in place. They keep changing they head never coaches. Had an they identity. keep changing GMs. The Buffalo like, Sabres have never had a true, legit identity that they've stuck to. They get they get bored after a year. Of yeah. It. yeah, we're not winning games. We lost 11 in a yep. row. We're folding it. Yeah, we're changing we're our coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every single, every single coach the Buffalo Sabers have had, they've had something positive, and then all of a sudden, once one little thing gets negative, yeah, they end, they pack up shop. Yep. We hate you. We don't like you. We don't like you. We don't like you. Yep. And all of a sudden, they fire him. Same thing happens again. Mm-hmm. But they never think about the positive. If you grow out the positive, it outweighs the negative. It does. If you're yeah, and it I agree. allows you to have success. It's like a coach, right? Like the the Sabers have Victor Olafson. Yeah. Like look one. what he did, right? Yeah. For uh he was drafted 181st. Yeah. He's playing in the NHL. Yeah, and he's a solid player. He's good. He's so good they've shown that they don't give up hope on people. No, but, but they just pick and know. choose. They pick and choose, it feels like. Their top picks, their top picks they get too high on. And their negative picks, well, they don't know, yeah. right? But their top picks, they get too high on. Mm-hmm. And when they lose, they get too low. That's the problem. They never stay even kill. Yeah. Well, and there's there's talks of Askarov possibly being an option for the Sabres. No. But that is total Luka crap when you've got Lucan in. Yeah, Yeah, that's not happening. So, um, for me, I think it'll be Lucas Raymond. Um, I have Askarov but... 18th on my list. Oh. I just think a lot of teams in the first round need skill over a goalie. Yeah. 
I do. I um, it's so hard yeah, to score yeah, now. Yeah, LA, I guess. Because I get Jacob Bingham, so I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our top eight, and we'll post a full list of our top thirty-one. Uh, we'll like have a consensus, and we'll come up with who our best options. We'll just post one list, <laughs> just because you know it might be a little easier for everyone. Unless you want to post two, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Play new one, one okay. combined list. Yeah, because most of ours are the same. There's yeah, only yeah, a couple oh, yeah. picks. Yeah, and we're describing it on here why. Yeah, so that'll be up on uh, up on our website. You can find the link on all of our social media platforms at the Owen Sixty Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, well, we're definitely way into overtime now. Not a huge Two deal. Picks. A lot of stuff happened, but uh, what's that? Two more picks. Ten, right? Yeah, we can do two more. Do two more. Okay. Uh, nine, Jake Sanderson for me. That's why I wanted to say that. <laughs> Ten. Cole Perfetti. I think Cole Perfetti's the cool cop. I've got Quinn at 10. Yeah. Jack Quinn. I think, where's, where do you have Again, Perfetti? this is hard. Like, it's hard to do past eight because you don't yeah. know what team, you don't know what they need. Well, where like, do you, you have know. Perfetti? Oh, at like 12 oh, okay. or 13. Yeah. I think he's the Cole Caulfield of the draft. Perfetti? Yeah. From last year. He's yeah, cool I agree Caulfield. on some level. Yeah. Caulfield, you don't even really know what he is yet. Yeah, I know. You don't like where Perfetti you kind of do, but you kind of don't. He's played, he's had the luxury of having a pretty good line mate. He's a solid player, but mm-hmm. he's had the luxury of playing on some good teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with the draft when it happens. But uh, for us, big announcement. Yeah. Before we get to another break and before we wrap up the show, uh, huge congratulations to Owen 60 guest. Gavin Bryant for being invited to the Hockey Canada U17. What are they calling it? A webinar or virtual camp? Virtual camp. Virtual camp. And I think the virtual camp is going to be uh, a lot of like video on ice, like video of on ice stuff. Kind of like how we did our baseball clinics where like it's live PowerPoint, like showing the system work. It'll be all the uh, system stuff. We'll have to find out more info on it. I think that's what it's like. That's what yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have Gavin on again after the virtual camp is over, just yeah. because I'm interested to see like what it's third, like. And he's like our third on air host, Gavin. I know, eh? He's a he's a beauty. By the way, he's very good at chill. So yeah, he's our guy. He's yeah. our rookie. Although he should never play net again. <laughs> that was a little rough, but uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, again, um, at the Own Sixty Podcast, if you. Like what you hear or don't like what you hear, then uh, uh, let us know. And what are you doing? Gotta play something. I have to pot it up. I gotta play something for him. Get the headphones because I cannot hear what we're doing. No, I can't hear. Okay. We'll see. Um, oh. Screw it. Where the head- you took Three. my headphones. Three. Oh, it's a Tide commercial. Never mind. We have a commercial. Oh, right on. No free ads. Skip. There you go, Gavin. Why I the know wings you'd like go that. Horn? I know you'd like that because he's cheering for me all week with the wings. Oh, okay. And I mean, he was on our board. Got to celebrate it for him, right? Big deal. Very true. Got to celebrate. We'll play the wings go horn for him. Yeah. 
Well, we played at the end of every show, Atta too. boy, so, Gavin. Um, yeah, we'll take a break, come back. Uh, still the debate about Dale Hunter to come. And then uh, our Twitter poll and uh, <laughs> our all-name bracket championship round will begin. We'll talk about that next here on the Owen 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Gavin Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. The guy. What Headed the guy? to the U-17. Well, not two. It'll be on his computer, but, you know. The uh, U-17 virtual camp. That's a good way to And he has gotten his jersey. Yeah, it's on our Instagram. Yeah. On it. We took it from his Instagram. I mean, he sent it to us. Yeah. We true. asked for it. and yeah, whatever. I mean, it's all good. Got an 0 60 effect. I think two it weeks is. later. Two weeks later, he's got a jersey. The that way she is goes. very mint. The way she goes. Exactly. All right. As we close out the show, like we've teased the, we're gonna do a quick debate on uh, whether Dale Hunter should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, we'll be about probably five minutes or so. Then we'll wrap things up with yeah. our Twitter poll and. I've all hinted on him a lot. You have. Um, so, what is your argument, Colin? He's a hockey. You've kind of given it, but yeah, he's a hockey hall of famer. I mean, that's the, your it's argument. A, it's the hot. Well, I'm just getting into it. <laughs> I mean, he had a thousand points. I mean, a thousand points over a thousand pims. I mean, that's a solid two A player in a game that he played that was a tough game, right? It was tough, and there's a lot of like toughness to the game. There's a lot of feistiness, a lot of fights. I mean. He just played the game right that back then, and I mean, he had a lot of points. He was a skilled guy as well. And I mean, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. People don't remember. People got to remember. Yeah, that. that's the thing. If you make a very big comp, like, um, oh, geez, some someone's moving something. <laughs> uh, we know anyways, who that is. Um, say you've had a big contribu- contribution. Why can't I say that word? Um, in the OHL and the NHL. Actually, just the OHL. I'm just going to make this argument. If you make a huge... Co- say you're Brian Kilray. Yeah. Or, you know, Dale Hunter. Like, yeah. could you base putting him in the Hockey Hall of Fame just off OHL, what he's done there, yeah. the, not the playing? Hockey, because it is the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? And what they've done for hockey. And look at the guys he produced. George Burnett as well in Guelph. Yeah, they've produced a lot of talent. So I think... Those type of guys, yeah, for sure. But Dale Hunter, to me, like, he's produced the best NHL players. Let's be honest here. The first round picks, every single person, even if you're not a fan of the Knights, every single person should know Dale Hunter's an automatic hockey hall of famer. He is. He's grown the he's grown players' careers. He had a great career himself. He's won everything. He's gotta be a hockey hall of famer. If it's, yeah, well, a, if it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, yeah, he is. Yeah, if it's the NHL Hall of Fame. He should be at a thousand points. True. Yeah. Either way, he's yeah, he's automatic. And um, by the way, for anyone that is wondering, looking at his coaching career with the London Knights, under under Dale Hunter, 
The Knights have finished last in their division only twice, and this is since the year 2001-2002 uh, when he came in. And that was the first year that they finished last in the division. They have never finished fourth in the Midwest division. They have finished first ten times, and the rest are spread out, you know, second and third. So, do we even need a Twitter poll for that? <laughs> it's automatic. In total, it should be 100% Dale Hunter's In total, his London Knights teams have earned 1,740 points. Yeah, automatic. They have won 822 games out of 1,244. Yeah, maybe the next time uh, Joel Vanderland gets in here, uh, we can have him uh, explain his uh, chart. He made an interesting chart out, too, and London by far is the top in every chart. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. By the way, two Memorial Cups, so. Yeah. You know, just going to put been, that out there. Could be three, losing in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, for everyone saying, oh, he went to the Capitals and failed, he didn't fail. They finished second in their division and lost in the conference semis. As a guy that's an that was an interim coach, right? That's unreal. So And Mark and Mark as well. Mark Hunter as well in Toronto. Mark Hunter is the one that drafted Marner, Matthews. That's Mark Hunter. I mean, if you look at Toronto, look at their core players. There's two best players that are under the age of twenty five. Our Mark Hunter picks. So Mark Hunter as well. Yep. Great family. Great hockey family. Yeah. So there you go. Um, all right. Actually, the Twitter poll. We got to do that. I forgot about that. I was just about to pull up the all-name bracket. We'll go to Twitter first. We had one poll uh, last week. There we go. Pull it up quickly. And it was... What is your way of telling the slow driver in front of you to get oh. the heck out of the way? And we had a tie. Uh, is it my way? So I'm actually yeah, your looking. way and ride the line. Well, it's the right thing to do. You saw my way. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it makes people look at you like, what are you doing? But hey. By the way, I'd just like to... Uh, I mean, we had this conversation uh, with him on Twitter, but Matt Rowe, bumper riding is not too aggressive. Yeah, I forget what I said. I said something about <laughs> noted. Yeah, you just said noted. <laughs> I forget now. There's a long night last night, Matt. Long night for me. Yeah. Not last night. Well, June 24th, we put the poll out. Friday night. It was a long night. So, um, Yeah, so that's how that poll went. Um, and now to the all-name bracket. The finals are set. Um, the uh, Western Conference finals ended last week. Austin Swankler has defeated DJ King 60% to 40% lining up and Niagara Erie OHL name bracket final. A little bit of rivalry to that. Yeah, they play each other six times for being in two different conferences. That's cool. I like that. I like to go into Erie. That was a fun trip. Yeah, well, it's an easy trip. If anyone has the chance, go to Erie. And I heard Aaron Cooney is a great baker. Really? I heard he made pies for, uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before That's cool. for the media room. That's cool. Yeah. So just shout out to Aaron Cooney. And uh, yeah, so this championship round will be best of three. So you have to win two matchups. Yeah. And we'll World do Cup. it. World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we will do it. Uh, let me just pull up the calendar, make the dates for sure. Canada. We will do it Canada Day. July 1st. We will do it Independence Day. <laughs> July 4th. And if necessary, we will do it July 8th because we have next week off. Yes, we do. Hopefully there's not like a major trade that happens now. I know, eh? Obviously Twitter the import draft will happen. That is yeah, taking we'll place June 30th. In our first show back, we're going to be covering the import draft pretty good. Yep. Yeah, this day, Tuesday afternoon, well, Tuesday, yeah. it will be taking place. Yeah. So, um, what well, already would have took place. Well, I guess. Some places. Whatever. Some places, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, have your say, have your say on our Instagram story at the Owen Sixty Podcast. Who has the best name Shin. in the Ontario Hockey League? Giancarlo Shanton or slugger. Austin Swankler? The OHL slugger. Austin Swankler. He's my boy. <laughs> Come <You know>. on, <laughs> get that garbage out of here. Get that garbage out of here. It was Jack funny. Armstrong. It was funny. The uh, the uh, um, brains behind the Ice Dogs social media platforms, Jordan Musa, texted me. She's like. Would you like to interview uh, Giancarlo if he wins your all name bracket? And yes, I'm like, please, yeah, he's but he's got to gotta, he's gotta beat Swankler. You he's going to be my boy. And he's Jordan, she was like, you. oh, just like Zade Wisdom was your boy, right? Boom, roasted and I'm Michael like, Scott. Oh, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. We can't be friends. Thank you, Jordan. Just kidding. She's pretty gla- awesome. We will gladly take him. Yeah. Thank you. She bought he's me Starbucks pick. a lot. Really? Yeah. On road trips? Oh, road Good times. So now every time I go to Niagara, I have to buy her yeah. Starbucks because yeah. it's like. But that's your superstition, though. You know, she was my boss, and she was a pretty great boss. So, yeah, I mean, my superstition. It was. It, it is was my superstition. So that, I think that's how you go. You still, you, despite it you working against heart. us in the playoffs. Yeah, but you got some heart still. Your, your yeah, heart's in Niagara still. You yeah. know it. Everyone knows it. Anyways, Niagara Reese. That's it you. for us. Uh one guy doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, who well, is that guy? He has a meme page and thinks he's part of the media. So, um, anyways, all right, that's play, it for us. Uh, we're done. Play the wings goal um, horn, even though enjoy. Tough... Wait, play Charlie. Play Charlie. <laughs> kind of like goes yeah, on. We're gonna. Yeah, we, I don't okay. want to play the wings goal horn today. I'm not gonna say hey now because that's a disrespect to Dylan Larkin after a bad <laughs> night. Play oh my Charlie. god! All right, that's it for us. Uh, like we've mentioned a couple times. Uh, we are not having a, a new episode next week, so uh, two-week break, and then uh, then we'll be back uh, week. with our import draft show. I know we'll be missing it by a week and a half, but, um, you know. By a week. That gives us time to do some research on these uh, European guys. Yeah, watch the video. A lot, yeah. of, lot of film. I'm, yep. I'm telling you, there's going to be a film, lot of film. Film vacation. There's going to be a lot of film in the next two weeks. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I like that, though. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good time. See you in two weeks. Yeah, deuces.